Sitting for long hours can be a real pain, literally. That's why we love stealth chairs from Ergo Lab. They are designed to provide unparalleled support to music and production professionals, promoting proper posture and minimizing fatigue, reducing chronic back and neck pain, and increasing circulation to the legs. The chair's floating lumbar-shaped backrest with a spring-loaded floating mechanism massages the user's back muscles to increase blood flow and disc hydration keeping the back refreshed during extended work sessions. Clear out your old uncomfortable office chair and make room for the ultimate ergonomic experience with the stealth chair from Ergo Lab. Use code MXURocks10 for 10% off your next order. You are now entering the MXU podcast. No credentials required. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 142 of the MXU Podcast. I'm Jeff Sandstrom, and I'm here with my co-host, Dadu Worldwide himself, Jay Desai. How you doing, buddy? I am doing great, man. Look at you looking quite youthful today. I am? Yeah, your hair is a little messed up, but like you... Uh, do you have a new moisturizer or something? No, I'm I'm just trying to get some rest and keep my life together, man. It's I've been so busy <laughs> lately that, yeah, as you can tell, my, my voice is weary i'm getting over a cold i think you know just being on the road so much in the last few weeks has just kind of worn me down so did you you just got done with the tour yeah so we just finished the tomlin run and then Um, you went straight to a gig straight to orange conference yes so it was fast and furious but really really fun always great to work with both of those camps i mean obviously tomlin is like family reunion in so many ways and then Orange Conference, for those of you who don't know, is uh, it's basically a family ministry conference for children's and student ministry leaders, and it's in Atlanta, and it's hosted by um, Reggie Joyner, who's the founder of Orange, is actually one of the founders of North Point Community Church back in the day. He actually married Liz and me 25 years ago, so there's a ton of history there. Is it Liz and I, or is it Liz and me? Liz and me. He married Liz and me. But Liz and I were married by him. Huh. Just think think about that for a minute. Yeah. I'm confused. Well, that's let's pause here for a second because <laughs> one of my pet peeves actually is <laughs> here we the go. Fact, <laughs> the fact that people think that it's always appropriate to say I, but sometimes it is me. In other words, if you I love me. Well, I know you do. But if I were to say he married Liz and I. What you have to do is basically remove the other person and then see if it's still correct. So in other words, if I removed Liz, I would say he married I. And that's not right. He married Liz and me. If you take out Liz, he married me. That is correct. So it's it's a little trick that my you know middle school English teacher told me, but it works. But if you say Liz and me got married, that's wrong because if you took out Liz it would be me got married and that's not right. So Liz and I got married. Reggie married Liz and me. Yeah. I don't think you should get rid of Liz for the record. I don't think you should. No, it was just, just by way of example to see if we're we're grammatically correct, but no, there's no way (laughs) we're getting rid of you and Liz are grammatically correct. I like we are, we are a hundred percent grammatically correct. 
Well, um, I think I said this on the last podcast. I followed you a little bit around um, when I was doing that little Bob Goff run. We were at several of the churches that That's right. you and Chris were on it. And I know you all left a great impact um, in a good wake. And uh, I know you love that camp, and they loved having you. Well, it's funny um, because Bob Goff was one of the speakers at Orange. So it's like uh, full circle with Jay and both of our camps yeah, for we, the last couple months. We, we, let, we let him out the cage every now and then. Did you get to say hello? Uh, just for a minute, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, he's crazy. He's he's one wild of, man. Um, one of the most supremely kind humans on the planet. I mean, just I don't understand his capacity for kindness. He yeah. wakes up that way. Uh, I don't. Um, I uh, did a show with Brother Tomlin yesterday, and was sad that you weren't there. But uh, it was a celebration of a high school here outside of Atlanta, where Tyler Hubbard of Georgia Florida Line went. And um, they had asked him to come do his their 25th anniversary. He was in the first graduating class, and uh, he accepted it graciously, of course. And um, he, he figured he couldn't play all Georgia, Florida line songs or Tyler Hubbard songs. And so he's like, I'm going to bring my buddy Chris Tomlin with me. So, And a company that I work with a lot here, DPAV, good friends of MXU, uh, have helped sponsor things for us before, um, did all the production. Um, and it was a great time and a reunion. And our friend Reezy, um, who I know you know, has mixed Georgia Florida Line and Tomlin before, did a yep. fantastic job. ICP here in Atlanta provided some DMB boxes. Um, I was in an RV, cl- like, I don't know, three, 400 feet away at one point, and I could hear the PA crystal clear. It was awesome. I love it. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the show from in here. So busy, busy, busy times. Um, yeah. I'm actually headed out with Mercy Me this week. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, you know, after Rick passed, they have a hole there, and so happy to step in for a season till they figure out what's next. So yeah, be great. That's um, it's cool. a Yamaha, you know, my weak link, and and uh, well, uh, front of house, fr- front of house, my other weak link. Guys, I'm telling you, I got a lot of weird. front of house and a Yamaha, both my weak links. I'm really just there for good times, but. I'll have to mix. So. Well, your personality goes a long way to make up for any of those weaknesses. So just uh, have y'all met Jay? Great it. personality makes a mix better. So <laughs> it'll be great. It actually does. But hey, we're we're continuing to pray for Rick's family and the whole camp. I know that that was a huge loss. So uh, for those of you listening, if you got to if you got to know or meet Rick May over the years, you know that he was a precious human. And so our thoughts continue to go out to his family and the whole the whole team the mercy me guys are definitely having to fill a big hole yeah and i read some great news um from our dear friend who you've been helping cover for recently stephen bailey uh that his daughter's results are coming back in a positive light they're uh they're all feeling pretty good they got to check on a few things but that is a really yeah big I know a lot of our community here has been praying for Stephen and reaching out to him. And I got to spend a few minutes with him yesterday. He was very, very grateful for all the love people are showing him. So, yeah, that's good. Well, one of our favorite things about this community is the community. And I think the more we can encourage each other and love each other and pray for each other, the better. So, thank y'all for continuing to step in and do that. I think, you know, we're all better for it. So, that's great. That's lovely. Um, you got any big plans coming up as we're going for summer? I know rest is important. Rest is important. Um, Liz and I, as I said, um, got married 25 years ago. And so 
that's a big deal. So we're trying to figure out a way to get to Italy for a big trip later in the year. So um, I know you're an, you're a bit of an Italy expert, and we've talked about this trip. So we're we're looking forward to that. That'll be after summer. Mainly just pasta and communion, but I, I know my way around the land as well. So yeah, I'll be there yeah. a little bit this summer. I'll I'll go ahead and prepare your way for you. Prepare you the way. I like it. You could be my John the Baptist uh, yeah. as we're making our way through the Italian wilderness. Uh, things I should probably say off the podcast, I'm going to say to you, I was prepare you the way, reminded me, follow my brain here, prepare you the way, reminded me of an old Cademan's Call song. Of course. And they, uh, for those that don't know Cademan's Call, I think they are uh, by far one of the most uh, thoughtful lyrics in, in the Christian sphere and haven't played in uh, years, but they did a reunion show and I know they rehearsed the fool out of it. And uh, we should uh, talk to Harold at some point. That's a great idea. I mean, Harold's going to want to nerd out, but I'll interject with some football. Uh, he's an Argentina fan, smack talk in there and see if I can distract him so we don't get too, too nerdy. Right, Harold? Um, but uh, I I didn't get to go. I logged on to the live stream. I was at another show for a second. It sounded, looked so fun and so fantastic. And uh, it's a lot of worlds melding at the Ryman there. and, and uh, Totally. That. Well, and some of the best, honestly, some of the best music to ever come out of Christian music. I mean. Yeah, it was, it was back when it was real music. It's back yeah. when it was just real, real players, real music, no tracks. So, Love um, that'll be great. Okay, Harold, if you're listening, uh, send us a you know smoke signal or flare. I'm just kidding. Um, we will reach yeah, out. Yeah, we'll, we'll so, reach out and have that combo. That'd be great. Well, what else is new with you? Um, my nephew had spring break a few weeks ago. I helped uh, fix my old Wurlitzer. By helped, that lets you know that I wasn't able to do it myself. Uh, I've got an old 200A that I I don't really play piano or keys, but here we are. I like old things. I, it's a great all my plants to have, are, though. If you're going to have a keyboard that's old and analog and sounds great, a Wurlitzer 200A is not a bad place to start. I bought this one from the legend Scotty Wilbanks himself. Yeah, you did. For, formerly of New Song fame via Third Day and now with uh, Luke Bryan. Um all my plants are still alive. That's a big feat, Jeff. Oh, that's good. How'd you accomplish that? I've just been a little paying a little more attention on their needs, and uh, and I got an app that helps me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's been good. And um, things at church when I've been home and not at home have been really busy. The uh, church has done a lot of events and conferences, and Sunday comes every week, and so that's been fun. Uh, and yeah. That's a, that's about it. I've got a bunch of corporate. Like I said, I'm going out with Mercy Me. I'm going to go out and mix monitors for Need to Breathe coming up, um, and some more corporate. Big Chick Fil A event called Founders Day. Yeah, so it's it's a busy month. Um, it never ends. It does never end. But I am slammed in a great way, uh, and. I realized something the other day. Sometimes I get caught up with the, I've got to be somewhere to be slammed. But today, I, outside of having to go to the passport office this morning, um, am working from home all day, and I'm slammed. And that is okay, too, mm. to be slammed. Uh, sometimes I like to do all the other stuff while I'm somewhere else. But I'm fine being home slammed. I'm in PJs, and I'm going to work from my laptop the rest of the day right here in my throne 
and just knock things out. We've got some fun announcements from XU community coming up that we're working on. And um, yeah, some of it's just stuff for me. Well, so speaking of those announcements, you know, this, this podcast is going to come out after some of those announcements have been made. And I'm just so excited about what's happening in September. Well, everyone get to our Instagram and figure out what we're doing in September and come be with us. Absolutely. I'm going to release a guide of Atlanta for this event, since we're doing it in Atlanta, of some of my favorite places to eat and enjoy the local culinary scene, some great parks to go for walks, some fun things to do, some great stores to shop in. Just going to give you my best version of Atlanta. I love it. I love it. Who, yeah. needs, who needs Condé Nast? We've got Jay Desai. Yeah, right. Did you say Condoleezza Rice? What did you say? No, no, I did not. You know no. the Condé Nast, the travel traveler guide things? Yes, yes, sorry. Yes. I do love Condé, though. Did I tell you I mixed the NRA convention? These are things I don't generally like to say out loud. Yeah, so I, I did know that I, I did know that you were there. I don't know how much we need to talk about the NRA, but we can certainly talk about. No, yeah, that's great. That's why I don't like to talk about it because uh, someone got really bent sideways on me the other day, and I just wanted to tell them that if I owned a, re- I did tell them this actually. If I owned a restaurant, I wasn't going to check people's credentials at the door. So if you have an opinion about me mixing the NRA, come in, just keep it yourself. It'll be great. Um, yeah. But there's four and a half acres of holsters and pocket knives you can walk around and shop, and that was awesome. But I had a Yamaha, and and I had an incredible tech from uh, Mid-America, and um, I, like I've said this before, the Yamaha is my weak link because I just haven't spent, since the M7, I haven't really spent much time on it. And I loved that thing. I had the Neve Silk Prees, and uh, I didn't have much music outside of like pageantry music, like national anthems and those kind of things. Yep. And, uh, but just listening to the Neve Silk Prees on an analog line, like no RF, but like iPod channel, a video channel. I plugged in a 58 at one point to see what it would do. And that is some impressive stuff. It really is. So are you uh, are you a red guy or a blue guy? Uh, I used red on everything that I needed warm. I think I would probably use blue for some crunch on yep, a little more drive if i had some drums and and uh even bass i don't know uh, i do the two bass channels so maybe i would do red on one and blue anyways i thought it was awesome and i didn't have waves which is a handicap for me and yeah i made it just fine well there aren't many situations where the nra would have both red and blue at your disposal so just you know to have that in your console you didn't have it in your politics probably at the event but you had it in your console so you were representing representing all the people. Lauren Cox, our dear friend who we've had on the podcast before, who works for 46 Entertainment. Yep. Um, and Noah Wilbanks, who's the nephew of Scotty Wilbanks, who I bought that Whirly from, had called and asked if I would do it. And we had a great time. They had their stuff together. Paperwork was great. They made the show so easy for me. My favorite part was when there was a former Ginger uh, president that – but I won't speak his name, uh, show up. The TSA were manning the metal detectors, and I got the biggest kick out of that. That's um, hilarious. Because, you know, TSA and I have had a few run-ins before. So You're on some, you're on some lists. 
yeah, not a political podcast here, but the Yamaha stuff really impressed me is what I really want to say. That's cool. In its in its workflow, it took me a second. I I was the issue, not it, of just knowing my way around it. And yeah. I have it on the Mercy Me run this next week, and um, I think it'll be great. I'm excited. Well, I'm sure you made that certain mic sound huge. <laughs> 157. Really? That was it with a windscreen. And uh, yeah, it was quite wild. Tempted to mute it a few times, but you know, huge. SM57 with a windscreen. Love it. Yeah. Try it, guys. Test yourself. So, um, What about you? What do you got coming up work-wise? Yeah, I'm really excited. We are uh, going to be recording some new content for the MXU platform that uh, has been a long time coming, and I'm super excited about it. We're going to talk some about the Allen & Heath SQ consoles and give some really good sort of walkthroughs and trainings around operation of that desk. Uh, we've also got some really good lighting and video content that we're going to be recording in the next month or so. So we're just, I mean, we're continuing to just develop more and more resources for the platform so that people can get tools that they need to make their whole teams better. Also, this onboard feature we've added is blowing my mind. We're about to start incorporating it at Passion. Yeah. And I am blown away. Spencer, Mike, team, everyone. I mean, incredible job. Yeah, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, you have the ability to create pipelines for your leaders to be able to move people through so that you know exactly where a new volunteer is in the process. So everything from scheduling a first meeting to a coffee to prescribing a playlist or a course of videos for them to watch and sort of tracking their progress throughout. Uh, it's just a great way for you to stay connected with new people on your team and to make the volunteer experience something that we're proud to be able to hold hands and lock arms with you in so that we can make that process as efficient and effective as possible. Yeah, it reminds me of like Salesforce, like a CRM software, you know? It is, yeah, totally. Um, that, I think it's really cool, and it, it really got me excited because uh, I'm obviously probably the wrong person to be leading a team of volunteers, but people care, I love. And I think this software is kind of... Uh, still has some heart because of the intention of it that doesn't feel like a transaction, but allows us to care for, love, and onboard volunteers who just give their time. Uh, so I think it's super cool. So yeah, that is um, very, very fun. Um, so for our guests today, uh, we have Eddie and Philip from 1964, and they're going to tell us about this new comm headset. They're kidding Eddie, if you're listening, Philip, if you're listening, where are you guys? That's funny. Yeah, I literally, they, I think they've blocked me because I can't stop asking them anymore. And they just say, we're close. So, uh, JCOM is coming to the world soon. That's not what they're calling it. That's what I call they it. They should, though. But, they should call it JCOM. But JCOM is coming to the world soon, I've been assured. Uh, Jeff, why don't you tell us who we're going to talk to today? Well, our actual guest is David from Synect. So Synect is the company that makes and distributes the Sound Bullet, which you've talked about a lot on this podcast. It's a great gadget for anybody who needs to run a line check or a sound check and needs to troubleshoot lines. Um, it's just awesome. And I love his heart for uh, making teams more efficient and more effective by the way they prepare and the way they 
you know, handle their processes. So let's get right to it and let's hear from David. Well, we are thrilled today to be joined by our friend David Scortechia from SunEct. So, I don't think you said that right. Yeah, Scortechia. Yeah, yeah, Scortechia. Yeah, that's the that's Scortechia. You got to have a little, a little bit of a lilt when you pronounce your vowels in Italian. Sorry, David Scortechia. Yes, uh, from joining us from Italy, uh, from SunEct. So, uh, Jay, this is a an interview that you've been excited about for a long time because you've used their products a bunch and have talked about the sound bullet actually on our podcast a bunch. And so yeah, many, we many times to, we wanted to get David on to just talk about the company and his history and what they're doing. So welcome, David. Thank you for being here today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I, uh, I Insta stalked David a little bit. I just kept telling him how great the product was and how much I enjoyed using it. And then finally he responded and was like, fine, I'll talk to you. So you, I can get you off my call sheet. So, well, uh, David, tell us where the uh, idea came from. What obviously most people, when they, there's plenty of products that are cable testers. So, uh, you clearly felt the need to make a new one. Yeah. And so, tell us, tell us why, how, what for the and for our listeners at home that don't know, uh, they have come out with now you're on your second generation of a audio cable tester and uh, tone generator. So walk us through how we got here yeah yeah absolutely so i never really intended to make a company or make a product <laughs> uh, i like pr- primarily made this this little gadget for me uh, because i have been a life sound engineer for about 15 years almost and just i couldn't find any like um audio testers out there that i could fit in my pocket uh, you know i could find kind of like bulky stuff and and then you know i made um let's say um you know like a specimen for like my 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 own needs i've i've been called that many times yeah. <laughs> you're quite a specimen jay that's that's true <laughs> and uh yeah so you know i just, just um you know it took me about 5 months to make it in a very very kind of artisan way then i you know i just started to use it at gigs and you know festivals and stuff and then it just so happened that my friends were like oh you know can, can you you know can you make me one can you make me one um, and then I pitched this idea to um, to my dad's um, electronics uh, company's engineers, uh, and you know, then like a little journey of like three years began, and then it kind of came, you know, the necessity of making this into an actual product because it just making a product is like so expensive, especially in the hardware. So then, that's where. Oh, you know, like you, you need to have a brand, like you need to have a brand identity, like you need to give this thing a name, you know, that, that's where the kind of sound bullet name came from and where the whole kind of Sonect thing came from. Uh, and uh, what is it, maybe like two, three years down down the road, you know, it's actually like a really desirable product. So, you know, we're just like making more so that like more people around the globe can have one and make sure that their lines are uh, fine and concentrate on what what people do which is like mixing music and just hanging out in music yeah that's great that's I'm great. a little confused by your accent real quick you're in italy but you're clearly not italian oh yeah so i uh <laughs> well I, I actually am italian i well we're all italian uh, yeah, let's yeah. be real <laughs> deep inside yeah there's a there's a pizza crust in our hearts um <laughs> <laughs> so i i lived in uh, glasgow in scotland for about 
11 years. So that's where I picked up my my accent. Um, for the for the listeners at home, that is the home of the chicken tikka masala. I believe it is, yeah. Glasgow is? Glasgow is. We'll, we'll go down that rabbit hole later. <laughs> okay. But chicken tikka masala is not from India. It is actually from Glasgow, Scotland. Yes, and uh, deep fried uh, uh, Mars bars and pizza. It's from Glasgow, apparently. I love it. <laughs> so for people who are new to this sound bullet, who haven't seen one before, obviously we're all in situations where during a line check, um, we're, we're in need of a tool to help us troubleshoot quickly. And especially at a, at a festival or during a set change or something like that, you know, there's, there's this in the heat of the moment, uh, sometimes things aren't showing up as expected or there's a buzz or a hum in the line. So obviously the need for a tool like the sound bullet is very apparent, but a lot of our listeners probably don't have the, um, the experience of being in those scenarios where they're really scrambling to figure out what's going on. So tell us, you know, what, what the capabilities are. Cause I know that, you know, it's, Obviously, you said you wanted something that could fit in your pocket. So it's pocket size. So it's very small. It's rechargeable. Um, what about the connectivity? What What are the things that you can actually test with the sound bullet? Yeah. So uh, pr- primarily, you can test like balanced um, XLR, X- XLR lines. So like microphonic lines. That's the main, you know, like the main thing. And the secondary way you can connect the sound bullet to test lines is via a quarter inch jack. You know, so that's very useful for testing, um, you know, DI boxes and instruments and pedal boards and crazy synthesizers. Um, yeah, so it, it has an output XLR and an input XLR. Uh, the output XLR is connected to, a, you know, like a very simple uh, pink noise and one kilohertz tone uh, generator. And the, uh, and the input XLR is connected to an amplifier and a speaker. Uh, and basically what the sound bullet really does is that it just pretends to be something that you can't quite get uh, a hold of. So basically it pretends to be like a little microphone, you know, because like a microphone produces a signal, you know, it, it, it detects, you know, uh, acoustical waves or whatever, and then it, it turns into a signal. Uh, or it can pretend to be, you know, like a little speaker, uh, which is maybe one of the kind of features that is like often overlooked about the sound bullet. Uh, I've been involved in scenarios where there's like multiple stage monitors or like, you know, I'm flying, you know, like 24 boxes of PA, you know, um, um, up in the air. And before I can pull out of the truck, all of those big, 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 heavy speakers, I can go around and check that all, all of my cabling infrastructure is, is, um, is working so that then when the, you know, like the, the tough guys arrive and they're always really grumpy and, you know, and they want to make sure that everything goes in really fast. I, you know, I've checked all of, all of, all of my lines uh, thanks to the, you know, to the little speaker. So that, that's that's the main gist, really. Can you tell me? So you have released a new version recently. You had a first generation, and then a second generation. What is the big difference? What are the? I remember reading. Um, you switched a connector, and then you've switched the charging port. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so the whole, <laughs> the whole uh, calling it a second generation, it's it's just like you know, it, it, you know, like it was maybe like a little mistake. It was you know, that didn't really change that much. It was just a way to, to perhaps like not confuse people. 
but uh, as I can tell, it you know, like it did uh, confuse people. But um, so like the main change is the is the charging port, because there's been a really really uh, heavy request from our community to have the sound bullet to be rechargeable from a USB C connector as opposed to a micro USB C. Uh, sorry, a micro USB, which is you know a little bit kind of old, and I you know I, I totally agree with that. So that that's that's the main change in the second uh, uh, generation. I, I'm actually standing right in front of a Focusrite uh, sound card, and I believe they did the similar thing between the second generation and the third generation. They went from, you know, like a USB B to a USB C. So that's I believe that that that's all it changed. That's great. And then um, I saw on the website when I was poking around the other day, you're sending selling a replacement connector. Is that just like a for maintenance reasons, like if something goes bad, or is that a new different kind of connection? Oh, so um, I can't remember the date. I think like around about August or something. We so we we switched the you know we we upgraded the sound bullets so that the the output XLR, which is a Mayo XLR, um, does like no longer latches onto the you know counterpart female XLRs. Yeah. So then basically it meant that after that date, every every sound bullet had this like new thing, you know, which is basically just like like removing like the little groove inside the, you know, like the XLR right. cylinder, right? So offering that little connector is just a way for whoever purchased this, their sound bullet before the, you know, like the new thing to, you know, to be able to access this 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 new thing, basically. Um, I, I um, haven't gotten my new one yet. Hopefully it'll be here um, this week. But the benefit of that is so... Uh, you can pop in and out of like sub snakes and and uh, IO things with multiple inputs really quickly. Was that the whole point? Correct. So you could just go down correct, the line yeah. as quick as you could. Yes. Yeah. That, that's that's correct. It's David, I think you, you, uh, I think this would be an appropriate time to start a competition to see who can test a, a twenty four <laughs> channel IO box possible. So for oh, our yeah. listeners at home, yeah, please. I think uh, I think you should post videos and tag. Synect in it and tag MXU in it, and let's see who can test uh, twenty four lines as fast as possible <laughs> with with yeah, with like some power on. <laughs> oh yeah, with with the uh, tone generator on. Yeah. I can't because that would require me squatting and getting down to the box, and so that's not going to happen. <laughs> I like it though. The sound bullet Olympics. We could make a new make a new sport. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if we if we nominate a winner, we could probably figure out between the three of us how to get them a free sound bullet. So post your videos. Tag us both in it, MXU and Synect, and we will give away a sound bullet to the person that can check 24 lines the quickest. I like and that. And you've got to basically beat me, which is going to be really hard. I will be posting a video. We'll have details in a post coming up. I think, um, you know, Jay, this has always been like, as you've made your list of essential tools to have in your Pelican. You know, this is this is one that always makes the top of your list. And, you know, I just know from experience that you use this all the time and it's become kind of an indispensable tool for you that you're always going to have with you on a gig. Well, and the product I used before was great. It's just a little big and clunky. Um, what David and his team have done, they've done two things that have made it super easy. Is one, they've put it in um, a case, kind of like a Leatherman case. So you can clip it onto your bag. It's got a clip, or you can uh, put your belt through it and have it on your waist. So, especially festival season or patch guys or or you know Sundays, honestly, you don't have to go look for it and reach for it. It's right there. And then um, they've created a two sided. Uh, basically, they just took the cable, 
away, but uh, a quarter inch to quarter inch. So when you have it in the sound bullet, you can just put it right up to a DI or an input and check uh, signal, which has been pretty cool. The nice feature is it allows you to control volume. So if you need to do it in a silent or as quiet way, I think, uh, David, it's 10, 20, 40. Is that right? Yeah, minus, uh, minus, 10, minus, yeah, minus 10 to minus 40. Yeah. And then um, it has sine and pink. It's one. Is it a 1K tone? 1K, yes. Yeah, which, um, what if you just picked like a random tone, like instead of 1K, like uh, what's the earth frequency everyone's talking about? 432? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's got this tiny little speaker in it, which was really impressive. Uh, it, it's pretty full range. I mean, you're not pumping 60 hertz out of there, but it's for sure you can make sure you've got clean, non-distorted signal. Um, and it honestly, it's in my backpack. It's not in my work box, Jeff, I'll admit. But when I go to the airport, it always gets flagged because they think it looks like one of those vape pens. Oh, yeah. Like oh, one of those funny. big cartridge-based vape pens. Um, and so they're always like, what? Uh, our friends at TSA always ask, what does this do? And I said, I honestly don't know is normally <laughs> what I tell them. So, um, that's, that's not suspicious at all. No. Yeah, no, no. I, you know, clearly I'm going to make it through TSA unflagged. But I actually used the sound bullet yesterday. I was at a show, and someone was like, I'm not getting this signal. And I was able to check the snakehead where they saw the tone and then come out of a back of an I.O. and use the speaker feature. Um, it was a near a tracks rig and used the speaker feature on it to see if the I.O. was actually pumping out signal. And it worked, and it turned out it was the cable between the two. Interesting. Um, so it, ca it came in very handy. It was right there on my hip, right next to my phone, my flashlight, and my nine millimeter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, go. you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to go down the kind of psychological way like too much, but it's, it's really like the the way I see the sound bullet. It's you know, with whatever technology it uses, it's that like being you know being being a sound engineer involves a lot of like connections and connecting really complex stuff, and then there's like a lot a lot of pressure from from the artist from the client from your personal like status quo or whatever, like your career and everything. And the, the you know, the way the way like the sound bullet helps a sound engineer or like other tools like, you know, you know, like a lot and you know like a leatherman is just that it, it helps enhance like confidence in in that, you know, what you did actually is gonna work. Because like it's good. Often enough I see a lot of um, you know, you know, finger being crossed you know kind of thing and kind of you know um you know like uh, I've, I've connected everything you know like i, I hope that that's going to work that this is why uh, sound engineers do checks you know like line check sound check system check you know it, it's all about this stuff is really complicated you know you know we got to check it you know like before some kind of perf performance stuff happens that's good i mean you've, this is the second time you've kind of mentioned being ready and prepared before the artist or the you know, whoever's coming in quickly, rushing us. And what are some other ways that you have um, prepared? Uh, obviously, line check. You mentioned that, and the sound bullet is an is a part of that equation. But what are some other ways you prepare uh, before the artist shows up on site? Well, I love lists and uh, you know uh, communication. I love uh, bullet points and um, <laughs> sound bullet bullet point. Uh, huh. And uh, yeah, you know, like I'm I'm a kind of task driven person so everything i do is kind of like on a on a task that you know you know that needs to be kind of ticked um i think it's it, it all comes down to try and limit the amount of like unknown 
things happening basically you know like the more you you know like like the more you check and you know like the better the the complex thing is going to play out and the other thing you know i would like to suggest to you know whoever is kind of starting out like doing this like not that i'm a super duper sound engineer or anything but like do practice when the the work that you're doing is easy because it's you know like it's good to put um you know the, the right practice in practice uh when like the situation is like so easy that it kind of you know like allows you to to you know to kind of get you know get a, a you know a practice out of it and then when the you know the situation is actually really you know uh stressful or like whatever under pressure the, the habit will be in you already so that this may be like a, a suggestion that I might put out there that's such good advice obviously you know proper paperwork and checklists and spreadsheets and all of that you know anything you can do in advance is going to be super helpful and then utilizing a tool like the sound bullet to be able to confirm yes. those plans and choices and then you know I, I love the idea of it being what happens in your preparation what happens in rehearsal what happens when it's easy is going to make you more confident in times that aren't easy i mean i think just just the idea of having those having those reps you know doing something over and over again consistently with the same systems, the same method, the same process is going to be the best way to prepare for when things go wrong. So that's that's yeah. great advice. I love that. Yeah, like the the the, the reason I want, I really want to mention this is because people are scared or afraid of the word overkill, you know, because when when you know when you're only working with like, you know, one microphone and like maybe like one stage monitor you know, if you want to kind of lay everything out perfectly and kind of, you know, have the, you know, the cables or, you know, nice and, you know, like untwisted or whatever, like sometimes like, you know, control freaks will come around and say, oh, you know, dudes, you know, like that's a, you know, that's like an overkill or like whatever. But what you're actually doing is that you're just practicing for when things are really tough, you know. I like that. I think you've gotten the one of the best endorsements you can ever get in the industry and that is Dave Ratt. Oh, uh, he's an amazing dude. <laughs> and so t- tell us how that friendship or business relationship and journey started um, with the Ratt folks. Yeah, so the, it all began, what, what happened? Uh, Steve Steve uh, Milner, I think his second name is, from uh, DC Sound Up. He's, he's got a great content going on on YouTube. He um, expressed a desire to you know do like a little like review of the sound bullet so we sent him um you know um, a sound bullet to re- review and then you know he just liked it a lot and he's like good friends with uh, dave rat so steve sent you know his demo unit to dave rat and then dave was like yeah this is cool uh and you know we just kind of like jumped on a call because it was like during during covid so we had like lots of time to make amazing zoom calls um <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that this, you know he just he just he just likes the product. He thinks is is you know quite useful and useful to his um, to his like little like community that he built, and um, and then he decided to start to resell the assembly in the west coast of the United States. Basically, that's the whole. Um, that's great. I've always liked his product, the XLR sniffer. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and. Um, I carry that. Honestly, I carry that in the sound bullet. I have a DMX sniffer too, in case I'm in a PM role and I've got to talk to some of those annoying lighting. Why would you ever want to do anything to do with lighting? Yeah, I know. Seriously. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, um, don't touch lights. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I wish they'd quit using them, my three pin cables, though. Yeah, n- n- never, never lend your sharpies to to lampies. It's, it's, it's that's, that's bad. <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's just life advice. You know, it's in the Bible. I think. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, so, where can people buy the sound bullet in the U.S.? Okay, so and the rest of the world, we oh, have yeah. listeners all over. Oh yeah, so we, you know, we we have you know, we kind of like sell direct as well as have a network of dealers, uh, so they can buy it from uh, Rat Sound. Uh, I think I believe it's Rat Sound Sales, as well as uh, Rational Acoustics in the East Coast. And yeah, you know, we we also ship like directly to to customers in the US, and it's just great to have a chat with people, you know, because like you know, you know, like a, a lot of people are very enthusiastic about what they do and you know they'll, they'll they'll take a little bit of time to write an email and uh you know you know like it's always great to receive you know comments and feedback you know constructive feedback or whatever like feature requests it's just it's great to to be able to do that and chat with people do you think you will um invent another product yes actually there, there's 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 a you know there's there's a few products in the in the pipeline and there's one that is well, about- give us give us a teaser give us something good so to hang on to, <laughs> well, you know, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to spend another half an hour to like talk about gear, but um, so there's uh, a kind of I wouldn't really call it, um, you know, like a new version of the Sambulet, like the Gen Two is, but just kind of like we're we did take a lot of feedback in from Sambulet users, and um, it looks as if maybe like broadcast people, like television people. Um, aren't really catered by what you know, like you know, aren't fully catered by what the Sambulet can offer them, you know. So there's like um, a few functionalities, like you know, being able to test um, intercoms or to test like time code or to to like be able to like talk to somebody without you know with an internal microphone as opposed to like pink noise or whatever. So all of that is going into um, you know a new product, which one you know it won't. Um, uh, substitute uh, 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 the sound bullet. It would be like a you know a pro, uh, you know yeah. I mean I suppose like a hyper bullet or whatever you know like something that's like a super duper uh, you know everything audio kind of testing device. Um, and we've been working on this for the last year and a half, and it's probably got another year ahead of it before it's you know it's gonna be released. Because um, yeah, like developing electronic stuff and hardware is a lot a lot a lot more <laughs> more uh, complicated than you know than you know than people might realize uh but it's 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 a, you know like an amazing journey so that's um that's the main thing we're working on and then there's a really a pretty cool cable that we're working on uh which should be coming out very soon and it's basically just like a, a little cable to play music from your laptop um so it's got like a you know like a USB-C connector to uh, left and right um, uh, XLR, so that you know that allows you to play your music at fashion shows or you know in church or like um, you know theater shows or you know whatever like requires music um, that has like high quality, and most importantly, it's protected from phantom power. So you know it, it doesn't depend on phantom power, but it's protected. So it protects your laptop or your device from phantom power. And I have fried two MacBook Pros. Because somebody put phantom power on the on the XLR lines, and I was using you know like a three point five mil or like a one eighth inch jack, and that yeah destroyed my sound card. So it's it's. Um, I'm gonna need one of those cables. Uh, yeah. That's that's definitely <laughs> that is a great need. Something to yeah. be added. I mean, yeah. I mean, like to be honest, it feels like the the product line of Sonect is like kind of 
trauma driven because like the <laughs> you know like the sambule like the reason the the real reason I made the sambule was because I had I I messed up a gig like so badly uh you know when you know I was like mixing monitors on on a stage and you know I couldn't I couldn't find what the issue was kind of thing and I was like this situation must not ever happen to me again in my life and I'll do whatever it takes to you know to like eliminate this problem so that, that that's what kind of propelled me to do it and the same with the cable like i fried like my you know my 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 two dear laptops you know like that, that you know like that's not going to happen anymore and um the list goes on um but yeah it's it's fun that's really cool though that's, that's really- a, a practical solution for a really kind of stressful situation you know they say <laughs> necessity is the mother of invention i always say necessity can be a real mother so it's uh, <laughs> it's it's great that you came up with practical fixes for both those scenarios. That's great. Our community is uh, mainly comprised of uh, church production people and some touring people and uh, general freelance market around the U.S. and the world. Uh, you're an audio guy and 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 a um, now inventor. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> I invent problems. You invent solutions. Oh yeah. Um, what are uh you mentioned the mental headspace earlier about being prepared and having confidence in your craft and all that covid messed with all of us a little bit in the mental space too and and our our gigs are not going anywhere they're back full force what are some ways that you personally prepare uh not like from a documentation and technical standpoint but what are some ways you get in a good headspace well i suppose i would yeah i mean i would Try and kind of put everything on like spreadsheets and lists, and you know, I can just like make sure that like like nothing is left to improvisation. Um, however, there is a part of like being a sound engineer which which should be like improvised, you know, which is like when you actually like you know like mix the music, which is like maybe you know like the five percent of your day. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I'm supposed to just like be be prepared and kind of like mark your, you know, your, your, um, um, checklist in terms of like mental health. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm actually like really big into like, uh, uh, you know, self-improvement or whatever. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, there's, there's a really, there's a really cool exercise that somebody told me, which basically, uh, I, I call it like the worst case scenario. So basically, the the whole the whole thing about st- like you know stress and fear and anxiety or whatever is based around the fact that you can't control it. So there's a really fun exercise that you can do, which basically involves you for like five minutes to just like think of the worst possible case scenario and just like feel really, really, really like really crap about it. Uh, you know, so you know, like I suppose you know, like I suppose you could do that. You know, for a you know for a gig, just like imagine that everything goes wrong. There's like feedback everywhere, and like you know, the artist is really really annoyed. And what happens in a psychological level is that you actually take control of your like um, anxiety and um, you know stress in a way. So like you actually like force your your brain to feel it, so that your brain goes like, uh, oh, like this is something that you actually have control of, and it's not you know it's not like a little monster or whatever. Uh, you know, like you know, like I'm not a professional psychologist or anything. You know, I don't want to give like the, the you oh, know, I think the your terminology of monsters <laughs> is great. So yeah. You know, like it, it really helped me. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, I've not really applied that thing to gigs, but just like kind of like general life and you know, like working in a company, I suppose. But yeah, I suppose to just like uh, preparation and maintain like an active communication 
with 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 you know with the people that you know you know that you work with and just be you know be kind basically you know because there's a lot of ego involved in this business and it's you know it shouldn't really be there you know uh, it, it only does like the only thing that it does is that it just ruins you know the actual outcome of what you wanted to do and what people wanted to do so um well, it's good to be kind you know I like that tell uh tell everyone at home social media name URLs where can they find you online emails all that oh yeah definitely so um so the the website is like um Sonect audio dot com but we're switching to sonect.com because we you know we just purchased the domain uh, people can find me at david at sonectaudio.com you know if you want to just like chat to me and the whole social media stuff is always under the handle of uh, sonect audio um he's great at responding trust me i've been bugging him for months <laughs> i i just i just i just love chatting to people you know uh, and it, i think it's the, the whole thing there is I've always been frustrated by other audio brands that, you know, I just send an email and this email just goes out there and, you know, it can never get replied. So I just really want, wanted to make sure that if I did play my part in the audio industry, you know, like I wouldn't miss on that. I would really want to be on it, you know, and just like make sure that people are, you know, um, look, look, uh, looked after, you know. I love that. Um, well, I hopefully will find you in Italy this summer. I'm going to hit you up and be like, I'm here. It can't be that hard. It can't be that big a place. So, um, and then you were just in the U.S., but uh, you know we'll uh, we'll probably do an, a live event in September sometime. And uh, you know we uh, if you find yourself on a plane over here, that would be awesome. I'm sure our folks would love to meet you. Shake your hand. Definitely. Um, that was a little nugget drop there, Jeff. If you didn't catch my nugget, I caught it. I caught it. Okay, good. I don't think I can say things like catch nuggets. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll uh, let's uh, we'll let's talk offline and figure out a competition we can do with our community and give away a Synect and have some fun and and uh, get people products. Definitely, I love it. Well, David, thanks so much for being here today. We really appreciate all the info and great advice, and I just love the product, and we can't wait to get it in more people's hands. So, thank you for being here today, and look forward to working together more in the future. Absolutely, thank you for having me. That's great to to be able to do this. Man, I am so excited about what else he's going to invent. I know he gave us a few. I want one of those cables. I want that cable right <laughs> now. I want, you know, just take a USB, cut the other end off, and just attach some XLRs. That'll be fine, I promise. Um, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Uh, that's wild. I like that he's um, going a little bit kind of out of order on what he's making because he's making solutions uh, for yeah. things, which is I think is awesome. Um well, we'll have some news here about a competition where we can give one away soon. But man, David, I, I think that. that was awesome. And thank you for spending some time with us. And we're excited to see the company grow. Hopefully, you and I can share a beverage in Italy this summer. I love that. Well, before we sign off, I have gotten a couple of turned down for MXUs that I think we need to address. Yeah. So... This uh, this segment hasn't made an appearance in a while, but I there there are a couple that have come in lately that I think are definitely worth talking about. So, this first one is from our buddy Daniel Ellis, who mixes for We the Kingdom. He's mixed for a lot of other artists over the years and has been involved in church a ton. So he was helping out a church recently, and basically a guy came up in the middle of the first song of the first service today at church. He told me it was 108 dB, 
and I'm damaging people's ears. So he sent this email to leadership before the end of the service. So here we go. The guy says, hi, Dale and Zach, who are the leaders of the church team. Today's worship was fantastic. We have so many talented people God has blessed us with. This morning, the volume on sound during the first and third songs sustained and exceeded 105 decibels. See attached. So then he has has an attachment of some reading from his phone. For me, I can just turn down or turn off my hearing aids, but I don't like seeing Susie flinching due to the volume. I know volume fluctuates across the room, but I would hope that we'd want to be certain about not having volumes that can cause hearing damage. Okay, so he attaches screenshots of his from his phone of you know 109, 110, 105 dB. But then Daniel attached a screenshot of Trend, which is the calibrated front of house monitoring SPL at front of house, and it was 90.5. I just think it's funny. The sound complaints many times are just based on misinformation. It's just like, okay, bro, if you want to talk science, let, let me point you to Trend here. We're at 90 dB. It is not 110. That, yeah, uh, and apps aren't good. So we have a couple more. This one is funny. Um, Alex from the MXU Slack says, I received a good one today on the back of a prayer request card. So why are they always on prayer request cards, first of all? Because that's the only paper available. You can't rip a page out the hymnal or Bible. Well, I guess that's true. Good, good point, Jay. All right. So he says, and it was in it's in kind of printed handwriting that looks a little aged, shall we say. I just want you to count the use of one particular word. Here's the card. It would be so nice if worship could be just worship, minus all the concert bling, which is so loud and distracting. If people need all the bling in order to engage in worship, is that really worship, or is it just attempting to draw an emotional response? Worship is a choice, not an emotion. Please take time to consider if all the volume and bling are really necessary to the worship time. It is so distracting to those of us who appreciate authentic worship rather than bling. I like I like the term bling. He only used it five or six times throughout the notes. Must, be, so, must have been a pastor Creflo's church, you know? Yeah, it's just it's just funny that people think it's an either-or proposition, right? That that you can't have worship and have moving lights and haze at the same time. It's like somehow authentic worship in his mind doesn't involve anything having to do with Flash and trash. I love a good flashy trash opener. And here's another one for our lighting guys. Hello. My wife and I have been attending Grace for around 10 years and love the church and everything about the church. One thing I have a concern with is the fog slash smoke machines. Would the church consider not using them? Those machines pump harmful chemicals, propylene glycol, parentheses, antifreeze, into the air for us to breathe at least if it could be turned off when the pastor is on the stage. Hope you would consider. Thank you. So for those of you who are pumping antifreeze into your services. Stop it. Um, stop it right now. Stop it, yeah. In response to the propylene glycol slash antifreeze comment, one of our guys really got into it. He says, um, propylene glycol is also used in various edible items such as coffee-based drinks, liquid sweeteners, ice cream, whipped dairy products, and soda. Vaporizers used for delivery of pharmaceuticals or personal care products often include propylene glycol among the ingredients. 
In alcohol-based hand sanitizers, it's used as a humectant to prevent the skin from drying. Propylene glycol is used as a solvent in many pharmaceuticals, including oral injectable and topical formulations. Foods that include propylene glycol are seasoning blends, dried soups, salad dressings, baking mixes, powdered drink mixes, flavored teas, soft drinks, alcoholic beverages, food coloring, flavoring extracts, fast foods, flavored popcorn, cake frosting, ice cream flavors, baked desserts, marshmallows, dried coconut shreds, sauces, sour cream. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So for those of you who are worried about antifreeze in your hazers, propylene glycol is in a lot of stuff. So maybe we should all just be worried about everything. Yeah, um, where does one get that? Propylene glycol? Yeah. I don't know. They may sell it at Whole Foods. <laughs> that got me. <laughs> That's good. Well, I hope you have a good week. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.